What it's up and welcome to another episode of the Rum Diaries where we discuss life over a glass of rum. Cheers, gorgeous. I'm here with my beautiful, hot, sexy, milfy, and guess what happened? Women's, well, International Women's Day today. Thank you. How are you today, Caitlin? I'm good. How was your weekend? Had a good weekend. Yeah, we um, had. I had all four kids Saturday yep. during the day. Yep. Um, your kids overnight. Yeah, fun times. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, no, 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 no. I'm gonna say fun times. Oh. It's good. Um, mm-hmm. Both of them were kind of stickies because right now we're moving in from the winter into spring, and it's just here, it just snows and rains, and it gets warmer, and it gets back to cold. It's fucking rain. Ridiculous. So, yeah. I got some nasty crud going on. I don't know if it's allergies or sick, being sick. Eesh. Overall, can't complain for the weekend. Mm-mm. Um, once again, we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. We are still getting a lot of listens. We, I feel like there, uh, there's a good group in California listening to us. Uh, thankfully, in part to. My cousin Kiani blasting her stuff and everything like that. Not to do with my fucking best friend, by the way. Let me tell you something about this f- motherfucker. Um, Ryan has been my best friend for like the important part of my life, you know, not childhood or anything like that. Like military, and we've always stayed in touch. No matter what, where we are in any part of the world, we always spoke. Uh, he's a lazy fuck. I'm like, bro, blast me. I know he has a network, but I know what it is, though. What is that? His network of people, he doesn't fit into that group. Oh. So if he was to, like, say, hey, guys, listen to my friend, those people would... Be like, well, what's going on? What's the topic? Uh, what's going on with this? You know, <laughs> his environment does not suit him. He's smart to be in that environment, and kudos to him. Mm-hmm. But I know my friend... And he belongs in a different environment using his smarts, if that makes any sense. Uh, he, I'm not gonna say what he does, but he's very involved in shit that's like really important to what we do every day today for anybody in the IT world. But I FaceTime him, like, when he's at work, he's like, hey bro, hold on. And I can see him. This motherfucker is just, I, I don't know, he just looks so dorky in that environment, and that's not him, you know? <laughs> So Maybe just, it is him. Maybe he likes being nah. a nerd. I love being a nerd, but I I find my environment, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I think if he could have it anyway, I think it would be a little different for him. But I don't think he can tell his friends, hey, listen to my foul-mouthed friend and his fiance. You're going to love this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think he's that comfortable. But hey, shout out to Ryan. Shout out to you for not listening to my shit. Hopefully you listen to this so I can embarrass the fuck out of you. Uh, so let's dive in into today. We have the uh, Women's International Day or International Women's Day. I keep getting that backwards. I'm thinking in Spanish. Um, but I want to say something, though. My line of work, 
there are let's say 60 people in payroll whole company there are four guys four of us only and you know the CEO of my company is female and a very strong one at that uh, a strong female that's accomplished a lot and you know it sucks because this Women's International Day is not catching as much grip as like a Mother's Day or something like that which we're gonna get into the mother situation later on as we discuss other topics but um, I think women are still not getting the respect that they need or the recognition like in the workforce yeah hell yeah, yeah. especially in manufacturing I mean we're in manufacturing slash fashion um, but still I think they still have to do a lot I think they have to do double triple the work that a guy is doing in order to show hey motherfuckers I'm here yeah and that's unfortunate because ladies like Veronica are doing such a great job I mean you've met Veronica and you've been to my company and what we do and it's a great incentive you know it's, it's, it's a great initiative to like what we do and everything else and it's like she gets highlighted and stuff like that but it's still not like if a dude was to do that I think it would be way oh, crazier yeah, yeah. That, oh these motherfuckers just came up with a new jacket he just saved the world you know yeah and it's uh, it's unfortunate I think girls are still very underrated mm-hmm. in the workforce especially yeah. in manufacturing you work in the manufacturing world how do you feel about that mm. I definitely feel like well our plant manager is a female yep um She's very well respected, but I think if she was a dude, she'd probably be even more respected. Um, <clears throat> I feel like the dude's opinions definitely mean more than any of the females. Um, I don't know, it's just like the norm. Yeah. You know what I don't like? What? I don't like that <clears throat> I don't feel comfortable going to work wearing certain things. That's some as, shit, As man. a woman. That is something. You know, I think as guys, and I'm going to speak for all the guys right now, which is insane, but I think society has put all these stigmas and all these different things into, like, what a girl should wear, and, you know, unconsciously, I think it has gone into the fucking mind of guys to think, oh my gosh, she's wearing tight pants or she, you know, the clothes that she's wearing is very form-fitting and they cannot act. It's like they haven't seen anything like that before. And maybe they haven't. But the way they were raised and the, the way they were brought up, it's like, yo, you gotta be a fucking retard to like act the way you do. And I've seen this. I've been in New York. We used to work together and I used to see thirsty-ass people not being able to handle a pair of yoga pants mm. or leggings or a tight shirt or maybe some cleavage, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is like the leggings, the cleavage, the fat ass, whatever doesn't make the girl is what she's bringing to the table as far as, you know, her as a worker and all that shit overshadows anything else and it's like guys cannot get their shit together. Yeah. And they, so they see an attractive girl, and if that girl is nice, 
not flirting, not, you know, giving them any sort of in, but she's just nice. They take it as a in or, oh, oh she's you, being nice to yo, me. She smiles. She wants to right. whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's, yo, you know, the military was like that for me, you know. Um, we have very few females as in the cop career field. And some girls were brought in and they were cool or whatever. Um, but the moment, you know, let's say, for example, like Johnny over here is maybe a little higher ranking and he likes her and he makes an in because she was being nice. And then she was like, I don't like you, Johnny. Like Billy, that's lower ranking. All of a sudden, Johnny has higher ranking and is pulling different shit because he's pissed off. And because he can't believe that Billy, that's lower ranking, is getting the, you know, the hot chick on the flight. And it's unfortunate. And we have to stop treating women like a distraction at work, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, personally, in, in, in a relationship, I feel like I've empowered you to wear and do as you please. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Yeah. Um, but I'll call you out right now. Like, when we worked together, there was a time somebody came in the office and he was really bubbly, um, talking about something, and then he said hello or something to me, and I was like, oh my God, like, I love your energy. And you and every guy in our office that we worked with was like, oh, you shouldn't, like, you're, like, pretty much giving him an in, and I'm like, what the, how is that giving him an in? Okay, so- I'm just being nice to the guy. Like, I legit, if it was a woman that came in there acting the way that he did, I would have said the same thing to her. And I get it 100%. It had nothing to do with you. No, I get it. So it wait, had to do wait, with the let person. Me, let me finish. Okay, okay. So at the time, like, I was pissed off at you, like, F that, like, that's so, like, how dare you judge me on that? But then, lo and behold, this guy kept coming back to see me and then started sending me messages. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, is it really that bad where you can't even be yourself and be nice to somebody um, for them to take it the wrong way? That's sucky. And you want to know why I said that about you saying that? Um, there are guys like your other co-workers that are okay working with a hot chick. Mm-hmm. I think you're pretty hot, you know, and I think a lot of people do to you too. So I'm mean, just speaking from a biased perspective. I'm speaking from like when we go out, there's guys checking you out. It's just what I'm used to, right? Um these guys are comfortable with having a very attractive girl work in their environment and be successful at what she does and not having a fucker. Right. Right. Um, the guys on the production area, per se, versus the uh, manager and administrative side of things, think way different. Um, there might not be a girl out there or something good to look at on a daily basis. Sounds fucked up. Right, um, and we need more. You know, maybe we need more diversity in the production floor. Who knows? Or maybe he needs don't to be fuck. an idiot. Yeah, yeah maybe the, and just because a girl oh, yeah. is or a so woman I, is being nice. So I was getting there. I was getting there. Um, but it's a uh, wonder. Like, mm, there's not more lesbians. Like straight up. <laughs> hey, so listen. So 
when that happens, it's like, all right, what prompted this guy or whatever to do that? And I think a lot of the guys that work with him would have done the same thing. They're like, here's a hot chick that normally wouldn't talk to me in any other setting. It's telling me she loves my energy, which I told you, I know where you came from and how sincere you were about the thing. You were very like, oh, you know, like, I know you. Mm-hmm. So I dismissed it as not flirting or anything like that. And I used to work with you. So like we spent every living second of our lives together. It didn't bother me. I just knew where you came from, but I knew how you would take it because I just know this type of settings. And the motherfucker took it and ran with it. And at first you didn't like, well, whatever, guys. But it turned out he was trying to get an in, you know? And it's like, at what point are women going to be respecting the workforce where a hi, hello, or thank you, or hey, I love that you did that doesn't translate into like, I'm into you. Yeah. It sucks because that's not necessarily happening if the roles were reversed. Uh, for example, my line of work, um, we compliment each other quite a bit. I might tell a coworker, like one of the managers, hey, I appreciate you coming through. Or I text them and say, hey, this is what's going on. Please help me out. Or whatever. And saying, thank you. I appreciate what you do. And them telling me, hey, you're a great coworker, your teammate, whatever. It translates way different when it's coming from a female to a guy. Right. Because I'm the odd man out. Mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by females all day. Not once have I ever felt like I've been like hit on or like they're trying to make it pass or they're trying to do anything at all. Yeah. And I work with very independent, very self-sufficient, very like knowledgeable, independent women. Like these are not like your little whatever. There's, these are very well put together women. Nobody's making it pass. Mm-hmm. Have the roles reverse and do 49 guys and three girls, I think it'll be a whole different ball game. Yeah. I think it'll be a fucking mess. And the messed up thing is it's like, it's even men who are in a relationship. They can be married yeah. and sit there and talk about like their significant other, but then yet you're still over here flirting with Jamie or Betsy. <laughs> like. Betsy. Betsy sounds like Betsy. It's just, I don't know. Men and women are different. And I think as a society, we are evolving and we're getting better with tolerance and different other stuff mm-hmm. and saying, hey, this is what we care about. This is what we're going to talk about. But at the same time, it's like there's still some shit. I mean, you know, nothing's changing in your workplace anytime soon, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you mention the plant manager or whatever, she's still not getting the respect that she probably actually deserves mm-hmm. right because she's being overshadowed by like whatever other reason because she's a girl yeah or, and I'm, or, I'm not saying that for woman. any reason like, no, no, no no of course not I'm just saying like in general if she was a dude in any place you know if it was a dude that guy is gonna get more respect than a female yeah what, what do you think that is what do you think in the workplace females get less respect 
Uh, it's kind of like it goes down to that whole generational demon crap that we talked about. Like it's just yeah, it's fucking a passed on. Yeah, a woman's supposed to be in the kitchen cooking, taking care of the kids and the household, and men are the dominant ones yeah. that go out and make the bread. And so you know what's crazy? Uh, and I mean, enjoy them. Sorry. The best boss I ever had is the boss that I have right now. Not the CEO of the company, but my direct boss. Mm-hmm. She's like an ex-army person. Tough-ass bitch, bro. Like, tough, tough. Where we go, hey, fuck you, hey this, hey that, together behind closed doors, and then hug it out. Or I was having a rough day one day, and I'll be super honest, it was so rough that I went to her office, and I sat down, and she said, what's wrong? I shut the door, and I cried. And she gave me the fucking most motherly hug you can think of. But yet, she is one of the toughest bitches I've ever met in my whole fucking life. Yeah. And the most, like, factual person to work for. Like, don't come at me with bullshit. Don't bother me. We'll meet. Whatever. You know, she's very, like, to the point. And I've never had a boss guy that's like that. Yeah. And it's like, that breaks down the barriers of hiring people want to see what a boss should look like because if you talk boss people are always thinking male mm-hmm. always thinking guy yeah so you just nuts like I have this you know perspective from working with so many females and then seeing so many you know my boss my CEO of the company everybody that runs the company it's a female yeah I got one guy that said you know like the old programming and me and him are like bros we gotta hold on to each other <laughs> So we're going to get attacked here. But at the end of the day, we work with a great group of females that just doing their shit. So guess what? Cheers to all the women. Getting shit done. Ladies, keep doing it. On top of getting shit done, still coming home and taking care of a house and children. Oof. Hey, way to fucking... Yo, you're getting really good at this. (laughs) Great, it's my life. Great segue into what I was going to talk about. And I want to talk about something that you've experienced this weekend and is not on our notes to talk about, but I'll, I'm going to put you in the spot. Oh, man. Um, my daughter. She's five. Um, has a mom that's a police officer. Uh, has a grandma that takes care of her a lot because of the different shifts. Uh, and I feel like moms are underrated still. I think everybody knows the value of a mother and like nothing compares to a mother, but it, it's kind of like it's expected of you guys. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can't help my daughter the way that her mom can or a female figure for that matter. We went to the movies with all of our kids this weekend, which is fucking great, by the way. The movie Onward made me fucking cry. Tearjerker. Uh, Great movie. Not crazy funny. It's got a great life lesson. Yeah. Um, And the life lesson in the movie was you don't need to have a father to learn something for somebody. Maybe a family member can be a father figure or whatever. Anyways, that movie was great. Go watch it. Highly recommend it. I've seen it in the movie theater. You know, my daughter is very attached to me. 
old wouldn't you say? Yeah, she's uh, definitely a daddy's girl. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, she's very girly. Mm-hmm. Right? And Caitlin, my beautiful co-host, is the girliest of girls that I know that's kind of like a tomboy, like a bro. That makes any sense. I mean, that's the only way I can describe you. You're very bro-ish, and you can be a tomboy because you have two boys. Mm. But you're very, very, very feminine. Like, and, and I think she gravitates towards that. And we're the movie theater, and she's just hugging up on you, whatever. and she's been kissing you all week, you know, whatever. But she broke down and said, I want my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't think a kid's ever breaking down and saying, I need my dad. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I think it's something went with the kids where they were with, you know, with their dad. Yo, I want mom. I want mom. I want mom. Anytime there's something wrong, so what is my mom going to think? You know, when people win the Super Bowl, hi, mom, on TV. Mm. And it's like the power of being a mother and the bond that you have with something that came out of you is way different than the father and a dude would never have that. No matter how cool we are, no matter what we do, no matter how much shit we buy, we would never have that bond. And you in a stepmother role, you overshadow my role as a dad sometimes on how she craves you as a motherly figure. You know what I'm saying? Even my son, Kaylin, hey, 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 hey. It's like, it's like they know unconsciously what your role is versus what my role is. Even if you're not blood. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, they crave that, like, care and tenderness. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah. It's just, it's one of them, I mean, like, oh, how do you feel about that? I mean, I mean, like, I know you're the one giving all this energy out and... So, okay, so, I don't, like, I feel like mothers get the acknowledgement more so than fathers do. I, think I feel ex- like yeah. fathers don't get the acknowledgement that mothers do, um, but what I, what you said was, it's expected of mothers, Yeah, and that for me, is like, hits it on the head. Um, We're just expected, you know, okay, so, yeah, we get more acknowledgement than men do as being a father, but when it comes to us, like, to the mothers, we're just expected to do everything for the kids. Um, Like, me personally, I was always the one, I've always worked full-time, ever since I had my first one, um, but everything fell into my lap where it was, okay, I have to figure out who's going to watch the kid. Jeez, is that good? You're like chugging that. <laughs> my drink is extra good. Shout out rum. <laughs> um, just put are it in, you thirsty? It, it, put it in perspective, guys. I just took a drink and I... And I grab my drink with two hands, <laughs> like a little baby drinking like a bottle. I just went. I don't even know what that was. Oh, it was great. Anyways, you figure out who's gonna watch your kid. You figure out who's gonna pick up the kid. 
who does homework like mothers are nine times out of ten doing the homework doing the projects like figuring out dinner um and and all of this stuff is like just expected of them and essentially you know when it comes down to it you're a single mother yeah, you but know, no, we, so you know, wait a minute. Even when I was not a single mother, when I was married and with the kid's father, I was expected, not not that I was expected, but it was just like principle. Like it was just what happened. Like I was the one. It's what you did. Yeah. And even now to this day, like if there's a snow day or if whatever is going on, if a kid is sick, like if that other person has to work, I'm screwed. I'm the one who has to figure it out. Yeah. You know, and I'm the one missing work. Like, I think maybe it's because the kid comes from the mother's body that, <laughs> I don't know. It's just we're expected more. So I have my little one today, you know, um, we had a pretty chill day today. Uh, you know, we went out for brunch, whatever. And it was a beautiful day out in Michigan, which fucking never happens. Um, but on the way home... You know, I think the little one's getting a little tired, but at the same time, she's like, I don't want to go here. I want to go with my mom. You know, and mom's working. You know, she's got to do her thing or whatever. And there's nothing I can say or do that's going to alleviate that. Or that baby, don't cry. I got you. You're going to see mama soon or whatever. But, like, I don't think it's ever like that reversed for the dad. I don't think there's a kid crying for their dad. Mm -hmm. I think dads are there for a specific reason and for like the reinforcement the push through hey stop being a pussy let's go come on whatever you know we are you know the asshole force of everything unconsciously but at the same time it's like mamas are so soft and so tender and so caring yet very strict cause I <laughs> I seen you lose it and it's like knock it off I told you you know mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like a kid might hold on to something that their dad did versus what their mom did. Like, you might smack them with a pillow, and they're over it in 10 seconds. <laughs> I might smack my kid with a pillow, and it might last, like, a week. Yeah. Because I'm the stronger. Yeah. Whatever, you know? And it's just like, at the end of the day, it's like, I don't think moms still get enough credit. Because seeing you, what you do, what my kid's mom do, or whatever, and it's like, yo, do we even do that much? Mm. And I question that all the time, to be honest with you. I say, am I doing enough? (laughs) Because when it comes down to it, like, I see you with your kids, and I'm like, holy shit, like, you're doing so much. Yeah, but it's like... You have no choice. Like, and I think that's the difference. Okay, so wait. So that's the difference between a man and a woman. Um, when a female has a child, gives birth, I feel like she immediately matures and grows up. Yeah. As for a man, he doesn't have that light bulb in his head click <laughs> where, I mean, maybe to a point. But not like a mother does. You know what's crazy? You made me think of something. Wow. Fuck. 
we've went a crazy rabbit hole with this topic. Um, but you said something about you are immediately growing up, right? Like you're maturing with the baby. You got to feed it. You got to do all these things, right? I think guys ex mature and grow up through hardship. Something has to go wrong or something has to be fucked up in a guy's life in order for him to be like, whoa, I gotta grow up, I gotta get my shit together, I can't be like this forever. But it's, it's completely different. I feel like I grown up in that sense. You know, my kids gave me a, a different sense of direction and like my priorities should be. But my biggest like wake up moments have been like when I've been like rock bottom, like this shit sucks. What do I do? Whatever, you know? It's, it's, it's a little different for guys. Um, and guys, compared to y'all, we're a little stupid. Yeah. Because we learn through, like, more mistakes and and being more stubborn and everything else. Boys will be boys. Fuck. I hate that. Boy, it, yeah, but kind of true. <laughs> ah, yeah. man. You ready to get out of this topic? Yeah, over it. No, it's a good topic though to discuss. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of things that. Oh, I got the cat on me right now. Mew. Um, I want to cover that in the sense of like the whole, you know, Women's International Day and all stuff like that because I just feel like, even to this day, even with presidential candidates, <laughs> they're still not getting the respect that they deserve. And like, yo, are we look? Are we looking at these people like people and not just like by gender? And yeah, as a society, we're still not there. We yeah. made a lot of progress. Still not there. Hopefully, we get better. Yeah. So, um, yo, we fucking went to brunch today. Went to a place here in Michigan. It's like an Alice in the Wonderland theme restaurant. Pretty cool for like once in a while type place. Little up in price. I mean, brunch was a little expensive. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> we get there. My son kept saying, you need a reservation here. We need a reservation. I think he's gone there with his mom before. And he kept saying, you need a reservation. Turns out you actually do, but we actually snuck in because they probably figured these people are going to be in and out. We can use the table later. They take us down to the basement. Not to the basement, to the, well, it's kind of like a basement. Kind of like a basement. It's all decorated. It's yeah. it, it, it's about the restaurant. It's just on the ground. Um, cool. We're there. We're the only ones there. It looked like nobody has sat there. It's just they just open it. But right next to our table, there was a long ass table. I want to say like eighteen plus people table. And I didn't notice that there was like a party coming or whatever. But we get there and then we see people coming down, coming down, and it was uh. A black family reunion. There's no other way to call it. <laughs> it was a family reunion because it was like auntie this, granny this. It was all family members. Yeah. But holy fuck. There was two Beckys there. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, let me take that back. There was one white girl there and 
she was the odd one out. I was mm. like, what is she doing here? And for all those motherfuckers trying to go out of context right now and just, you know, and say some shit about what I'm saying right now, I'm equal opportunity. I love everything. It's not about that. But when something looks off, I'm going to say something. Yeah. And I look at Kay, I'm like, babe, do you see this? She's like, yeah, I see it. And it's cool, whatever. She's fitting in. She's cool. She's dating one of the dudes from the family reunion. She yeah. was like the plus one yeah. for him. Yo, there was like 25 deep and two white girls. And it made me think about the interracial shit that we were fucking talking about probably two episodes ago. And in my head, I'm like, do, do, do they feel uncomfortable? Do they feel out of place? Like, so, I, 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 I think about shit like that. Yeah. So I was watching her a little bit, and she was really quiet. Like, I think she probably felt uncomfortable. Everybody's making jokes, and they were loud as fuck. Even our kids were like, yo, yeah. this is fucking loud. Yeah. Um, I get a headache. And by the way, I have to say this. This is in Birmingham, Michigan. Uh, what? Why are you calling out cities like that? Be- no, because if people <laughs> listening from Michigan would know exactly what I'm talking about, and Birmingham is a very affluent yeah. city here. I mean, we're right behind a Ferrari 458 today. Yeah. Uh, there's the Range Rovers everywhere, Mercedes. Every, I mean, you name it, they have it there. Very uppity place. Mm-hmm. So the restaurant that we're at is not some just place. In the hood or whatever, it's a very nice place. Yeah. On the same token, these people were having the little family get together, or whatever, and these two girls were just sticking out. And in my head, I'm like, so it's gotta be weird to a point. Yeah. So we're well, not weird, but like uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. The second white girl that arrived. She seemed more in her element. Yeah, I think she was probably she's probably been part of the family for a while because a lot of people say hi to her. Yeah, and the other girl kind of you could tell she was just like a new girlfriend or something. So did you notice that the girl she was wearing a yellow dress? Mm -hmm. Her boyfriend was wearing like a little suit and a yellow flower. It's like they were going to fucking prom. Yeah. Um, and they did not pass twenty two years old. I mean, they were not. Yeah. All that also. It's one of the younger kids of the family. You know, they're in your white girl and pretty much a predominantly black family. And it was just that dynamic of people watching is fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, because who cares, right? Nobody like, fucking cares. cares. Nobody but when cares. You see it, you're like, oh my God. I, wonder what I she's feel thinking. so bad for her right now because, okay, put me in that setting. It feels like if I, if I used to go to Puerto Rico and it would be harder. Because you don't know what the fuck they're saying. Right. You know, at least they know what they're saying right in front of their face. But I went to go to Puerto Rico. I mean, you know Spanish here and there, but you can put a sentence together where you know what somebody's saying. Right. And that would be way more horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, the you know the thing I told you about today, I was like, you can fit in and look as a Puerto Rican any day. Yeah. But that feeling of not fitting in or like, oh my God, what are they saying about me? It's like going to a Chinese place like to get your nails done and they're just scrubbing your feet. Talking. And, they, and, and, and they're talking in Mandarin and mm-hmm. you don't know, say, like, what the fuck are they saying? They're probably cursing your life right. and to like about 10 years toes. of bad Like, Yeah, oh my God. It's probably horrible. <laughs> but 
that was funny to see because we just spoke about the whole interracial stuff and it's lovely though to see it that way that people are like not afraid to bring there's a Netflix and others to a family reunion that's 99.9999% black they're like yo I'm gonna bring my girlfriend fuck it I don't care what anybody thinks yeah. so that's a dope part about it Yeah. because they're like you know what some people might say something but fuck it yeah. I'm bring my girl with me so yeah. I feel like we're kind of past that whole thing too I mean yes some families probably still yeah, it's kind of mainstream now yeah yeah so it's nice to it's just it's nice to see it though because you don't get to see what we saw too often right where it's like she's the odd man out but she's holding her own mm-hmm. uncomfortable or not yeah she's there yeah and that says way more than anything else yeah. So, um, we want to talk about tonight about lottery and Ooh. money. Ooh. So, as humans, we, we, as human beings, we often fantasize about what would we do if we had this X amount of money or if we hit the lotto or whatever. And, like, do you think money makes everything better? <laughs> I don't think it necessarily makes everything better, but I mean, it can make it. Okay, do you think money can buy happiness? To a point, yes. I mean, it, it can't like, buy. You. Like, I don't think I've seen. Like, I don't think that motherfucker in the Ferrari today that we've seen. I don't think he was sad. No, I mean, he could have had a broken heart. That that car can't give him any love. I don't know if you grip that shit going 150 miles per hour down a corner. Okay, but what when what happens when you <laughs> stop? What happens when you go into oh, house at night? Oh, yeah. What happens when you park it and put it? Oh, yeah, yeah. But like, money can buy me happiness to a certain point. So check know? it. I think I can speak from both ends of like having money and not having money, and I think having money makes it easier to be happy not necessarily make you happy not be the source of happiness uh, having money definitely makes everything more comfortable which allows you to do different things it gives you the freedom to do different things Yeah, depends on how you handle your money on the other hand we had this conversation the other day and I said having money to a point for a very long time and then having a sense standard of life and then not having it can be very detrimental to like a human being to a person mm-hmm. and to like for example let's say if me and you are ball, not balling but like let's say if me and you have very 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 excellent jobs that pay us fucking a lot of money right and then we get a bigger house we get more expensive cars you know with a bigger house comes more tax at the end of the year. With expensive cards, it's more insurance. It's more of a liability than anything else. Uh, we start buying our kids outrageous shit. That's what they're used to. They're numb to it. Um, it's a lifestyle. And then it's gone. And then you start losing everything. Just blah, 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 back to back. What do you do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That'd be rough. Because you build yourself up to a certain standard, right? 
Mm-hmm. So what is the uh, midpoint of like, cry, cool. I make this much, I should be here. Because usually when you make more, you upgrade to bigger and better things. I think we all want that. Yeah. Or you can be smart and just invest in what you have already. And I think the biggest problem, not the biggest problem, the biggest challenge is sustaining it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when money does not become fun anymore. Because you're working to sustain something, not to build anything else. Yeah. I have to work because I have to pay all this. Yeah. I have to work because I have to take care of all this. Yeah. And I think that part becomes the unhappy part about everything. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, hypothetically speaking, let's say if we hit the lotto tomorrow morning and we check our fucking tickets and we made $500 million dollars. Half a billion dollars. What's your first move? I think we talked about this before, but we would go away for a while to let everything cool down or whatever. But um, my biggest thing is I want to travel. Like, I want to travel. So I don't think you'll be able to do any of those things, like, right away. With all that money? What, you wouldn't be able to travel? Not that. You know, talking to Ryan when I call them whatever and I ask him, what will you do with this much money? He says something which this is the first thing I'll do is take care of debt. Pay off everything. Anything that I owe, anybody, anything, whatever, hey man, everything, I owe nothing to nobody. Mm-hmm. That means house, cars, whatever. Um, but at the same time, I think half a billion dollars will come with a lot of headache. <laughs> And what I would do personally, I would ghost with you and our kids and not talk to anybody, get a lawyer, <laughs> uh, get all affairs in order, <coughs> and I would summon my family. <laughs> summon? Yeah. Like, I'll be like, hey, I'm sending you a plane ticket, you need to be here, and we're going to discuss this. And I will cut them a, a piece of the pie. A generous one, so they are good to go and whatever. But I'll make him sign something saying, "This is it. You can never ask me for anything else." Mm-hmm. Like this is our agreement. I don't want money to ever come between us. But this is what I'm giving you. You can ask me for anything else. And I would just cut everybody. <laughs> Why you have the fucking look in your face? By the way, guys, we hit the lottery. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I don't need the emails and text messages tomorrow. Um, no, you know what I'm saying? Like, I will take care of all of our family. Like, mm-hmm. or immediate... Pause. Or immediate family. Yeah. Like... Immediate. By immediate, we're talking about brothers and Blood. sisters, mom and dads. Yeah. Um, And then... I'll disappear again. There is no way I can live anywhere around anything as far as, like, co-work. Like, I couldn't. You have to fucking just disappear. Yeah. And and you'd become, like, a, a money bank where people would be, like, talking to you that you haven't talked to in years. People sue you for stupid shit, too. Yeah. 
No, I'll probably go to sudden, Thailand. Everybody wants to be your friend. I'll probably go to Thailand or Indonesia. Live in a fucking hut somewhere. Mm. For a little bit. You're giving all your secrets out. That's cold work for somewhere else. Don't worry. <laughs> We're going somewhere else, baby. Okay. Um, you know what? You know, as I've gotten older and haven't made a good amount of money in my life, um, the happiest moments that I've had have been broke. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people can say that because they haven't been there or they took a negative experience out of it. Mm-hmm. But but being broke and and being humble opens up your eyes to a lot of like realities and like perspectives. Yeah. And it just like slaps like, yeah, you dumb fuck. Why yeah. are you thinking about that? When you have everything you need everything. plus more. Yo, I said it to you. Yo, I said it to you the other day and I said, sometimes I'm wake up a little down feeling like I'm not doing enough or I'm not making enough or whatever. And the times that I feel a little down, I rolled over in bed early as fuck in the morning. We're talking about 4.35 a.m. And I did something as simple as lift up the blanket and seeing you there sleeping with panties on. And I'm like, that's my ass. That is my sexy ass wife. I'm thankful for that. If we have our kids sleeping in the hallway in their rooms with everything they can think of, I'm like, yo, our kids are safe and sound. Nobody's fucking with them. There's food in the fridge. There's gas in the cars. There might not be a shit ton of money in the bank like we want to, but everything else is taken care of. And that, my friend, is happiness. That is a fucking big fat boner. Because it's like, all right, I've taken care of what's in front of me, what's priority, and what really matters, you know? Yeah. So, like, oh, love. I have a billion dollars. Right. I, I, I would love 500 right now. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like most of our happiness is measured by money. And slowly, I've realized that, yeah, like <clears throat> it's, it's fun when you have money. You can buy experiences. You can buy different things. But you can't buy happiness. You know, you can have a miserable ass fucking relationship where you go to sleep and you you roll over and you lift up the blankets and there's no ass. (laughs) (laughs) Or some ugly panties. I mean, think about it, you know. It could be way worse. So, how do you feel? I told you. I think money can buy me happiness to a point. But it's not the warm body next to me. Like, it's not going to keep me warm. I mean, obviously, it's going to pay the bills and everything. But um, (coughs) I think, you know, that nice-ass car that I want can make me really happy. Or a boat that my nice-ass vehicle can tow behind it. Yeah. And... (laughs) No, I'm being stupid. Um, no, I mean, yo, those are the things that we, you know, those are the things that we speak about right. the wanting, mm-hmm. and it'll be great to have a boat in the lake, right? 
a big ass SUV to fucking we live 30 seconds from the fucking lake yeah <laughs> or we can just take it over there or whatever but at the same time it's like so I think it it buys you happiness to a point but it's not fulfilling it doesn't fulfill you you still gotta sustain all that right you still gotta sustain because the boat uh, the gas yes. out there insurance everything else you know and all the people that are gonna be like yo let me let me get a ride on your boat and all this shit and it's like yeah, I, I'm kind of like, um, like, if I, w- like, hit the lotto and got all that money, I wouldn't want a bigger house than we have now. We really only need one extra car because we need another winter vehicle. Um, I would try to be, like, very minimal and, like, bank and invest the money, you know, and be smart. I probably want to live in the U.S., travel. believe it or not. I probably want to live outside the U.S. Yeah. Having traveled and seeing different cultures and seeing different other countries, I think I'll try and make my money, even though that's a lot of fucking money. I'll try to stretch it somewhere else where I can buy myself an experience rather than things. Yeah. Where we probably want to be driving a fancy-ass car because we don't want to cause attention to ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we have a nice ass house or whatever but you still live in a very simplistic life and I think that's what we're gearing towards even now we are craving more and more and more simplistic things in our life mm-hmm. you know, we naturally like certain things like where people will be like oh look at that like what do you got on your feet or whatever um those things are not to be showy it's things that we actually like yeah and fuck you if like you think i'm doing it to be showy you know like you're not a showy person but i know you get a lot of shit people always come at you thinking you know you have this you have that and it's like yeah so I worked for it. I got it. Yeah. What next? It's what I like. Yeah. I think that's it. I mean, you said it. I think that's the difference between what, like, what you like and versus, like, trying to be a show-off. Yeah. Uh, and you can usually tell by the people that are trying to be a show-off because they don't know how to wear it. They don't know how to carry themselves with it. They just look like idiots because it's, like, it's not natural to them. Mm-hmm. You know? And it just looks stupid, so... Great point, Kate. Cheers to that. <laughs> ah. So we're getting here to our closing note. Uh, this is episode nine. Holy Ooh. shit, man. So I think we told you guys about the formulas right now. We're doing four episodes Sunday, Wednesdays Sunday, Wednesdays and then we do one on a Saturday that's our fifth episode so this being our ninth episode um, or tenth episode is going to come on Saturday instead of Wednesday so hold on tight we'll make it very special for uh, our Saturday episode Uh, we're working on something so we'll see what we got up our sleeves but Thank you so fucking much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, 
it's on a daily basis that we're getting listens. Whether it's 5, 10, 15, 20, we are getting them. Uh, shout out to our, our, our listeners in California right now that have brought our percentage down in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Because we're getting a lot of people in California, so shout out Kiani, shout out Jen, and everybody else listening out there. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we appreciate the support. We appreciate the comments. If you can please go to uh, the Apple Podcast or Spotify and leave a leave a comment, rate us whether it's one star, zero stars, or five. Let us know how you really feel. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Official Rum Diaries and on Twitter now. At the uh, the Rum Diaries, so leave us a comment. I know everybody has Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check us out. Um, me and Kaylin, Kaylin and I, are very grateful for everybody tuning in. We appreciate it, and it really keeps us coming back. This has become part of our life now. Mm-hmm. What started off as a hey, we have great conversations, has turned into like hey, we got to do this. And uh, hey, we gotta do this in a good way. We want to do this. Yeah. So, any closing notes for you, ma'am? Mm, nope. Rock on. Have a good week, y'all. Hey, y'all, fucking as we go into Monday, rock it out for all ladies out there. Be bosses. Be independent. Do what you gotta do for the mamas out there. Keep doing what you do. You guys fucking rock. We love you. And. Let's get on to it. Ma'am, cheers. Sir. Rum Diaries, fucking out.